0: it's time for the daily review a podcast dedicated to reviews and discussion of tv movies and books look for us at daily review on facebook and twitter and dailyreview.com on the web that's d-a-l-e-y review.com this is paul daly and I'm here with my wife, Caroline. Hey, guys. And today we're here to discuss the fourth episode of the third season of USA's Colony. This one is not called Departures and Arrivals, despite that's what its name is on the screener app that we have the good fortune to have access to. What is this one called?
1: I don't want to be the one to have to say <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think you pronounce it, it hospitium, which sounds odd. I would have maybe said hospitium, but I, I looked it up and hold on. You know what? Hang on. It has this. Hospicium. Oh, listen, listen. This is the way the dictionary says hospitium. Hospitium. So super weird. It's weird the way you look at it.
0: She punched that into her speak and say, and it came right out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can spell too, Paul. <laughs> I'm learning. You guys. One of these days, I'll be a big kid.
0: So I had no idea what this meant. Looking it up, it is the ancient Greco-Roman concept of hospitality as a divine right of the guest and a divine duty of the host. Hmm. Well, so, so we have we have we have the term host.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say, I mean want want want. I like zoom zoom in on the word host.
0: We have the very practical, direct relationship between McGregor being a host and the, and the Bowmans and Uncle Snyder being guests
1: right but then also as the human race we are being hospitable to this other alien race who has come right it's the, yeah it's the right of the guests right we are we must be hosts to them correct
0: yeah but it's funny that we they make Co- us call them, call them, the them hosts. hosts yeah
1: i have no idea well they kind of become the host because they kind of take over then right
0: yeah but i mean it doesn't say that the Guest gets to take over the house. It just it just says that the 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 host is supposed to be
1: called the Greco-Roman hospi- times crazy and do not directly translate to aliens.
0: I'll that I can I can believe. I'll accept that. Yes, I'll allow it.
1: <laughs> All right. So who are we going to start with this time? This let's week? just
0: start with the cold open since the show did and it's very short.
1: Oh, all right. So, have you been sitting around wondering, "Oh, is this McGregor fellow? Where did he come from?"
0: Not, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you
1: know what? This is when Colony answers the question that no one thought to ask. Where was McGregor's background coming from?
0: In short, I believe he is a conspiracy theory, rabble-rousing nut, sort of a Alex Jones without a radio show. But maybe he did have a radio show, they just didn't show it to us. Right. Bad enough to get him caught by the FBI and framed up by the FBI no. Yeah,
1: that was wicked. Is that a scary concept to you that the that the our government does stuff like that? I mean, I know de doy. I'm not so naive. Obviously this happens, but god that's so scary. You know that you're just an innocent person that accidentally or even purposely sort of got got into some you know, some dog shit on your shoes,
0: his denial though w- involved a lot of looking around the room, in oh, that,
1: yeah, you don't really believe him, huh? You think he I, might be a pe he
0: might he might be framed up or he might be kind of trumped up, but I mean his denial w- wasn't just like a firm looking the guy in the eye and being like, you are fucking lying it wasn't it wasn't that That's it, was, true. it was looking all around, kind of
1: kind of like didn't I Set those clothes on fire?
0: Right, right. So. uh, Well, I
1: mean, gosh, there's nothing about McGregor that says stable, cool guy. I mean, he's he is definitely the kind of guy who you want to stay far away from, whether you're a child or an adult. This is all bad news. He's
0: in pretty intense physical condition for a guy rocking 60-something, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Everyone on Colony's got to rock their bod hard, (laughs) Paul. Nobody's got time to just be getting all punch. This is like walking dead. We're, we're in survival mode, Paul. Food is scarce.
0: Yeah, but we saw him naked before. T- so
1: <laughs> we saw him naked.
0: He was he was shirtless.
1: That was supposed to be our hot steamy moment of this particular episode we had like both uh what him shirtless and the bowman spooning so this
0: little bit does come back a little bit later where he just mentions that he was framed up and he got out on bail and just ran away
1: not got out on bail he like jumped bail yes so like that he was such a badass that he like jumped bail i don't know i that part seemed again like you said like a little like okay i mean it's your story now like we don't know what really happened we they showed us the part up until we heard that they were going to frame him up. But then other than that, wah, wah.
0: And we know the arrival was imminent because that's the stuff he was researching. So maybe, just maybe, here's a, here's a pass for, for me to the show writers. You could make it so that he was being transported during the arrival. Things went to hell and he got out of the car and, and, was, and was free because you know of the pandemonium of the arrival. There you go. I think I that makes
1: a heck of a lot more sense.
0: It's, I guess it's not as heroic as, as just running from the cops straight up.
1: <laughs> straight up. Straight, straight, out of, straight out of the LA block. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so we picked up with our Bowmans right exactly where we left them, which was kind of a surprise because I feel like we are chug, chug, chugging our train real fast to finale series central. So I'm a little concerned that we are... You know, going so slow here at the beginning, I was like, okay. okay." we find out that McGregor's big fat plan is to rally all his people into being like, you want to know what to really stick to them? We should bash this guy's face in, not learn from them, not dismantle them, not talk to them. Just a good old fashioned beating.
0: He does sound like think of characters in just movies that have needed to have a guy in charge. Of a gang in charge of a mob, you know, like gangs in New York or the warriors or something like that. Just a guy that, that (laughs) loves standing in front of people, hearing himself talk and getting people to, to do crazy shit. That's, that seems to be part of, part of what drives this guy.
1: I mean honestly it's very interesting who who comes to power in times of crisis right and it yeah. seems like people who just have a way of just getting to your most primal you know place and if you can get people just riled up i mean i'm not going to point any fingers at all you can draw your own conclusions you can you can rise to power
0: the trick is with all those a lot of those examples some of those examples is like McGregor has he's got the Kind of the organizational part all figured out, you know, like we need this many farmers, we need this many ditch diggers, we need this many that, and, yeah. and you're going to do that, and you're going to do that, and I'm going to be over there in my room, but you'll be over there doing all this stuff.
1: Right. dig that irrigation ditch.
0: Right, and that has, that stability in unstable times would have its appeal. So when that guy says we need to tear this thing apart, a lot of people will be inclined to, to oh my God, agree.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously it's even appealing to the Bowmans in many ways. The fact that the kids can go to school and they're actually having a chance to have this like stable, normal life, you know, see a doctor, be able to read to your children at night. I mean, that's a thing that the Bowmans haven't been able to do in how long, you know? Right. So it is understandable why if people are like, why does anyone ever follow someone like this? Understand the appeal because you can't really not have history repeat itself if you don't understand that there are parts to this that are appealing to people. And how do you – recognize that when it's coming your way. Well put. Snyder recognized it. He was, (laughs) he was over there like this, not good, not good, not good.
0: He's, he's, uh he, yeah, he's, well, he's seen the same kind of thing from the inside. So he he knows exactly what to look for. And
1: he had no issue turning on his heel in the middle of the, the rabble rousing to just walk off like, nah, this ain't for me. Like he was out of there. So what do you think about the fact that Snyder actually decides to disseminate some additional information that. Maybe he's been keeping a little little under his bushel.
0: It makes me crazy. They keep you they've used the excuse, uh well, it didn't come up while we were living in the cabin or something along those lines, right? And this is like the second or third time that, that we've used either he's used it or someone has used it toward him or something, but it's it's this isn't the first episode where I've heard that excuse and it does it didn't hold water the first time and it doesn't now you would run out of shit to talk about you know i agree and if you were will wouldn't you have been like we're all putting everyone's cards on the table. That's how this is going to work. Bram, you're going to tell us about that shit you were involved with. And, uh, Matilda, you're going to tell us everything about your Matilda, stuff. You're going to
1: confuse so many listeners. There is no Matilda.
0: Katie. I mean, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then for about three months straight, you, we're going to listen to what Snyder has to say about everything, including the, the best rumors he can think of.
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly. And it is v- that is probably the most uh, galling part of season three has been Will's extremely inconsistent uh, sleuthing skills. Like sometimes he's like pounced right on him. And other times you're like, why did you just sit around and do nothing for so long? And now I kind of understand that when they're in their cabin, they wanted to kick back and do their fly fishing and just chill and think about not about what the authority was doing for like five minutes. I get it. But when all the kids are in bed and it's dark out and, you know, after you have maybe already had some sort of afternoon activities with your wife. And so maybe it's just time to drink your warm water and chitty chat with Snyder about what he might have learned along the way. Some sort of porch talk. I'm going to say, <laughs> right. I mean, that just seems like natural, like that would happen.
0: Right. Absolutely. But apparently not. So, very tight-lipped at the Bowman cabin.
1: What did you think about the idea that then Katie decides to take this information and just bolt over to McGregor?
0: Typical Katie. And I don't care what you say, Ken, she's a dummy.
1: Here's <laughs> a scene. I don't care what you say. Ken.
0: <laughs> he caught her in a lie or or at least a a lie of omission. Yes.
1: Well, well, seeming lie, a seeming lie of omission. That's the problem. Is that she had new information, but she couldn't admit to having new information. So then it was like, well, if you didn't put it in, you know, the packet, then you're getting it
0: from somewhere. Yeah, but it's not.
1: You're getting it from somewhere. You're hiding it to begin with,
0: and so that made it look a lot
1: worse. You know,
0: right? But her willingness to try to turn the screws on mcgregor by using it is just typical katie just like jumping and and not not really having any kind of idea what might be in store if you if you do this it's like very reactive and, and it's just terrible terrible everything with her when mcgregor and the bowmans were having that conversation about you know holding back information and all that mm-hmm. didn't he pretty much say I'm kicking you guys out. Well,
1: I thought that that was definitely on the table. It definitely seemed like, you know what? I've had it up to here. Like the, like what I've been giving you is the safety and security of this camp. And you're supposed to be giving me your information. I'm supposed to be able to trust you. It's like, he stopped short of saying that last sentence. And so then now you're out. He didn't say it and he wasn't even threatening it per se, but it's just like, he led us all the way there. And then it just sort of petered out.
0: This is a part of the show. Uh, the third season that I find (laughs) a little comical. I mean, we can really, if we, we could put together a little timeline, how long they've been there and it's been three days max. Right.
1: I would say. And
0: so he has gone from suspicion to acceptance, to hatred in like three days and in that same amount of time, for instance, Vincent has gone from number two to no status whatsoever.
1: Right. He's just like fiddling around in the shed with some tools, doing what we don't know.
0: Even though the Bowmans have had their uses, it's all because of the Bowmans that Vincent has lost his status. So fact uh, that just makes me feel like they're cramming like, I don't know, three weeks worth of story into three days.
1: Well, and we know that to be true. I mean, there's definitely that feeling of like hurry up and wait. You know that where it feels like sometimes there's way too much information or stuff happening, and then other times when you're like, I don't know, like you're just dragging.
0: Yeah, well, like like uh, an afternoon on the train, and they get from the the woods of L.A. to near Seattle, right? Uh, right. If there it, it, are woods of L.A., I don't even think that's a thing. But woods of L.A. They never said where they were when the season started.
1: That's true. They didn't. Mountainous, not L.A. Mountainous
0: maybe yeah maybe northern california that seems right even though we know it's vancouver <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay yeah. so then the bowman's take off and katie comes up with a brand new plan of what we need to do is go align ourselves with vince because he was the guy who came and got us at the train so then he must really have a lot of faith in us now i had said from the very beginning as soon as it vince was introduced to us was that he seemed like a very logical stepping stone like this is the way that the bowmans were either going to get out of the camp or they were going to topple mcgregor or whatever they were going to do vince was going to be like the little linchpin to this but vince turns out to be very odd and pretty disappointing
0: yeah is uh his first attempt Goes poorly, and it gets thrown out.
1: Well, it was just weird. When they met, they're like, you have to do something. And he's like, okay, I'll go talk to him. Like, uh, the, at no point have we seen you chitty-chatting with anybody going anywhere. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> right. I mean, like, aren't you still in the, in the timeout shed with no FaceTime?
0: Well, you know, like, I mean, if I was number two yesterday, I might feel like I still had a little sway with the boss, but... I no. just,
1: I, it just, I don't know. It seemed like, it seemed like, okay, okay. You twisted my arm. I'll do the first thing I could possibly ever do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, haven't you been talking to him? You already said you did talk to him. So it it just seemed kind of funny because it was like, right, right, all right. I'll do the big thing. I'll talk to him again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just kind of funny. The one big piece of information that does come out of that. The convo was Vincent telling the plan of blowing up Seattle. So then doesn't that mean that those boxes were what we said in the previous um, podcast where I said, do you think it's a Trojan horse with those boxes? Yeah. Okay. So then, so yay, points on the board that we were totally right about that.
0: I mean, there's obviously not enough there to blow up all of Seattle. Just sort of, I mean- the what they equated the bomb to was the same thing that McVeigh used in the Oklahoma City bombing, and that was uh, good enough to blow up half a building.
1: Okay, can I say that that was like a super awkward uh, ad when what well, was like that's the stuff that McVeigh used?
0: Like, well, actually, that that kind of confirmed when they when they showed it was fertilizer and they showed the big drums. I was yeah, like, that's the same stupid. thing as the Oklahoma City, isn't it? And, yeah,
1: but at no point in time did they say. That's the thing the French used in the World War II thing. Like at no other time did they decide to like plop in the the info like that. I think it was odd that Will just blurted that out. It was not in step with their with their conversation for me.
0: First time talking doesn't get you anywhere, so got to go to guns after that. What do you think of the the raid <laughs> performed by the ragtag team of Will, Katie and Vincent? I thought it was uh personally I like it when will goes into terminator mode because he is so freaking decisive nobody ever gets like uh pistol whipped or anything or knocked out they get headshots and that's it (laughs) he doesn't want you coming back on the scene ever again and did you notice that's how he handled
1: did he shoot the guy in the head or did he pistol whip him because i kind of thought he pissed
0: i'm pretty sure he shot him
1: Huh. Okay. I feel a couple of different ways about this. I was happy that they were going to go through what appeared to be a very structured military type planned out maneuver here. But what bummed me out is that McGregor was made out to be smarter and more successful and more devious than Will could figure out. That that doesn't ring true to me. Like he is he seems like a very um grassroots kind of military guy like he doesn't seem like he has all the training he just read a lot of books or something yeah so to make this tactical error of going into the cabin and essentially like clearing it just to have mcgregor walk in the door behind you i mean that's like classic rookie shit right i yeah i mean i think it is i'm not even you know the amount of times i've cleared a room i can count on you know my mitten hand, right. um, so it's totally
0: embarrassing. her guns never up, I and mean, I just
1: I'm not about. It's not her thing. It's not about me, you know. I don't go around saying, "Let's clear a room," you know. That's all I'm saying. But the thing that worries she
0: sends me to do it. And
1: I do. I'm like, Paul, can you clear that room, honey?
0: I have to pick up my bat and go. And he does it's the whole thing.
1: But if you did that, and then the robber walked in the bedroom behind you after you did that, I'd be like, "Bad job, Paul." <laughs> So I'm just saying, like, I feel strange about the fact that they made McGregor smarter than Will. Smarter than Vince all day long. Smarter than Katie, please. Please.
0: Right. That ain't nothing. That first smarter season than pooch. Will,
1: that, oh, See, I was thinking that first season pooch, but I couldn't think of its name. What was its name?
0: Well, it wasn't Vincent, that's the lost dog.
1: Yeah, what was I that? I forget his name. You guys are all sitting at home going, His name is duh, you stupids.
0: First season poo. First season
1: colony, dog, colony, dog, USA show.
0: We don't have a show about a dog colony.
1: <laughs> Not yet. Maybe that's the that's the pilot that we should have totally suggested. Oh, Minnie.
0: Minnie. remember Minnie? because it's like
1: gigantic all right so yeah the point of that entire time just now that we made you think about that with us while you're driving in traffic or sitting there was to say that Minnie was smarter than katie
0: right <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 okay so that was just really confusing to me because we're we all know that will has had loads of experience we saw him clear out remember that theater business right where he was doing all the this and the, remember? Yeah. Doing the theater. I mean, we've seen him do so many cool moves. So this was like, oh no, what just happened here? I just-
0: McGregor had more goons. He obviously knew this was coming and- Way
1: knew he, it was coming.
0: He knew what to say to Vincent to get into his head. Like, okay, it didn't take much
1: That part was all. ridiculous. I mean, it turns out when I said that I really called it wrong about the stepping stone, I mean- that was just straight up odd, right? Like Vincent almost, if this was Westworld, I'd be like, oh, Vincent's a host.
0: Well, this kind of thing sets him up to do something like get shot while releasing them from the brig. <laughs>
1: I, well, something. 100%, I think, I, I want to think that I can't be that far off, that he still has to come into play. He has to be the stepping stone in some way, but I'm just, I'm I'm shocked that the man had no backbone at all like he just just rolled right over weird, weird, Col- weird
0: colony always has these characters like remember when will met his old partner back in the santa monica was it and yeah, oh, yeah. he needs her for a couple episodes then splat then splat and it was the same thing with uh um, that was
1: the wall that was a little different
0: same thing with uh morgan just needed her for a little while and then shot splat. yeah splat and uh, I, bet, <laughs> I bet Dispatch is not a permanent party member.
1: I don't believe that Dispatch is a permanent party member either.
0: Yeah, splat. Splat. All right. So what do we got? We got the Bowmans in custody. And that wraps up Kate and Will's story this week. But we have- well, so,
1: Yeah, oh. so the Bowmans go to the brig, right? Yeah. Okay. And then it's just-, just- it totally just sharp end for that Bowman's thing, right?
0: Yeah, there's still a little more to talk about with Bram and for and, sure uh, Snyder. And
1: I do, I do want to delve.
0: Bram is gone from um, hammering duty on day day one to um, bomb uh, moving duty. Right, he was in charge of moving around drums and and shit. Having to do with a bomb. You know, they weren't saying this was bomb duty.
1: No, 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 no. He was hiding down in the bushes and then he kind of crawled up. He was like watching them, what they were doing. And he kind of crawled up there. And and when the guy called him out, he said, my dad sent me here. See, this is what happens when you
0: take notes. You're always looking down. You miss the subtleties. I have notes too, man. Yeah. Well, sometimes your notes are wrong. (laughs) This time they're right. (laughs) I don't know anything about fertilizer bombs do you suppose setting a fire about six feet away from it um, is is the best way to cause a distraction so that you can steal bomb parts and then uh, you know run away in the night?
1: You know, most of the time I would be all about bashing Bram, but. I thought this was actually a pretty decent plan and I liked the simplicity of simply taking some of their parts and basically wrecking, you know, the ability for them. I I took that box to be like a box of fuses and or some other miscellaneous wires. It
0: looks like stuff that, you know, those those, those,
1: things together, those drums and the stuff
0: in the drums all looks relatively not like easy to find, but, you know, not too hard to find. Whereas finding those exact wiring pieces and harnesses and all that other shit in that box. That looks really hard to replace in this world of foraging, you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. That's
0: my guess. So this they can't do it without those.
1: And I just but I just thought it was such it was a simple plan, but it was a very effective plan.
0: I sure hope he didn't keep that shit. I mean, you get caught with that red-handed, it's over.
1: Well, you know what? He didn't get caught with the folks, so mm, that will be interesting that he is in his He's kind of off by himself. That's that's going to cause some turmoil here. So, okay, but I liked it. Okay, I'm actually, I'm giving Bram points. I'm saying that was a simple plan. It was easy to actually.
0: Um, it actually leaves it open for the kids to save their asses, right?
1: I think it does. Because I've suspected
0: this whole season that Charlie, Charlie is right. going <laughs> to be like Rambo with two bandoliers and machine guns by the end of this thing, saving the Bowman's asses up and down the the, the camp main road there.
1: I would love that. And, and they did give us a little bit of foreshadowing because Charlie has perked his ears up at various conversations subtly in the background when they when they did that really hilarious uh, drop the kids off at school moment where they were like kiss everyone goodbye like they were driving the fake carpool but really they were just walking to the next cabin that's kind of funny like
0: it uh
1: trying to make something and he stopped and asked questions it actually felt like okay like this is definitely foreshadowing he has definitely been paying attention
0: you know when the when the red hats or red hand came and killed Lindsay last year mm-hmm. um and he protected gracie um it's it's like he He's such a grown up kid that he recognizes that, um, he, that's still his job, even though he could conceivably pitch in in other ways, actually being Gracie's guy is, is how they need him right now. And if he started to make a lot of questions, a lot of fuss, a lot of this and that, it would worry Gracie. And then you'd have this little kid that would be much harder to, to deal with.
1: Well, and I I would say if I had to throw a little fanfic in there, do you know what I would have had happen? Mm. I would have had Will, Katie, and Vince go in, McGregor come in and surprise and start yelling only to have Charlie come up behind McGregor. That would have been like, hottest bananas ever. I would have loved it. Come on, you would have like wet your pants over there. If you saw Charlie, all of a sudden there's like just like a close up on McGregor with a gun like up to his head and a tiny Charlie's like standing on a chair. That would have been amazing. I would have loved that.
0: You don't know what I've seen, sir.
1: Exactly.
0: You do not want to fuck with me.
1: Exactly. That would have been amazing. So... Yeah. All right. Well, so I'm 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 two thumbs up to Bram. I don't even care that he did a fire next to a bomb. I mean,
0: it's possible that that cares? wouldn't matter anyway. I mean, I don't know anything about how what the reaction is that makes that bomb work. It may not be fire at all. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> so it may not matter.
1: Right. But still, I just like that it was easy and he was successful. His parents cannot say the same. So good for him. Good on him. Good call. Now let's talk about Snyder, who this entire time has been saying, please, can we get out of here?
0: He knows that, especially with this, um, this idea of destroying the rap outright, he believes that is a fatal mistake for them, that if they go through with that, a a shit fucking is coming.
1: Now, tell me about this. Do you think that that is true? Do you think that losing one rap is enough for the for this group to just forget about all humans?
0: Um,
1: Because they sure mm -hmm. act like it
0: yeah wasn't it? What was the story? like Dallas managed to kill a rap and and uh and it was an and they, they turned it into glass,
1: yeah, so, so I mean it's interesting. It's like are there only ten raps or something because they act like losing one is you know meanwhile they're taking out whole states of ours.
0: That's that's very interesting and not entirely impossible because they they need so many trustees to run the the prison. That's you, true. You know they what don't I mean? have.
1: They seem to have zero labor. So yeah, what if there really are just like a couple guys? This is just a small posse of guys. who just they're just took the off.
0: survivors of this race on the run because they've pissed off a lot of aliens out there. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> we don't even know what kind of hoodlums they were. I mean, what if they were over there? You know. Be in the galaxies you know like uh who who would L- like be like what's a- that what's that scarface acne face guy on Greece
0: oh um, I know who you mean
1: what is his name
0: Kanicki's rival
1: yeah, what's his name
0: scarface guy
1: scarface guy
0: the one with the w- bad reputation
1: yeah, he's got a bad reputation
0: drives the car that shoots lightning out of the back or fire or whatever it is.
1: Oh, and it's got those um, blades that come out the side. Yeah. That's the worst. He's a bad guy. Oh, gosh, yeah. His
0: name is uh, like, what? Rat Face? No, it's like Dutch or something like that. Dutch? Yeah. If it's Dutch, I don't have to go to the Grease showing at the theater this weekend.
1: No, you have to go. Everyone has to go. Don't be silly. Is, is it Leo, the Scorpions member? Leo. I don't know. The Scorpions were the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Not always,
0: the T-Birds, good guys.
1: Right, Scorpions. Who's the head of the Scorpions?
0: And his name Dennis is well known for playing Leo.
1: Craterface Crater Face is the face, name. Yeah, yeah Crater Face. Okay, so... Or Dutch. I have... Or Dutch. <laughs> so, b- bummer. Sounds like not only are you going to the Grease sing along with us, but you are also buying popcorn. Yeah. Okay, Craterface. So, I don't even remember who I was equating to Craterface at this point.
0: We've gotten a little off the rails, but um, who was I saying? we're was generally talking face? about Snyder.
1: But I wasn't saying he's Craterface. No. He... Oh, no. I was saying, okay, I'm sorry. What I was trying to say was that the raps were a band of hoodlums like. The, the scorpions. scorpions.
0: <laughs>
1: that right. was the whole joke.
0: And they're all in our Rydell High, <laughs> quote unquote, Earth.
1: They're right up our Rydell High. And I feel like that, that Lucy Goosey one in the, uh, the attendance, scene, like ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Can't remember anyone's names.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're gaining so listeners by the second. We really this. are.
1: How effective was Snyder with that agricultural? replenishing with his little trowels to get out of the camp. Like, was that ridiculously easy or what? He,
0: he's, a, he's a talker. And so, I mean, that was good enough. He was probably just caught on regular patrol. I don't know that he actually aroused any suspicion that that, that one guard reported back, you know, like, go look for this guy. Um, no,
1: I don't think so at all. I think like, it was just, even just, just
0: normal perimeter p- patrol. Yeah, him. no,
1: I think he guards the gate and he was going to walk right out the gate. He did. I know. That's amazing. He just walked right out the gate. He's with this, a talker. With this tiny box of just like regular old, what are those things called? I think trowels, right? I've Is seen you return
0: shit at Target a year later, okay? Much in the same way. So, it looks
1: much the same way as that. I, I have a box of trowels and I'm like, I'm just replenishing your agricultural section, but you'll need to give me my money back <laughs> for them. Yes. And I'm like, they're used. And I been like, boop 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 boop.
0: <laughs> it These does-
1: replenishing
0: it goes like that yes I,
1: what does he say something like um like like they really need these trowels
0: right it's like, I gotta they're waiting them. on these trowels. yeah
1: they're really waiting on them They're prob- probably having to dig with their hands right now
0: i wonder what motivated him to decide this is the moment to contact them um
1: i think my guess is the combination of the bowman's um, not listening to him uh, repeatedly, and then finally they're planning to go get Vince and to like actually get people in the camp riled on their side. Like it's one thing if the Bowmans were going to continue to sort of like finagle around, see what they could do within the camp. He could probably still lay low, but once they were trying to like make the camp like have sides and stuff. I mean, I think he smelled implosion.
0: They are giving Snyder. All the best lines this season.
1: Oh my God. Are they, are they he, always do. He
0: had that Captain Crunch line an episode or two ago, and now he's got this excellent line. Cause we, we called out McGregor after his introduction last week as being not bright. And we based that on his decision to turn off the rap and say, it's all lies and, and just go that direction, which he has doubled down on this week. To which Snyder said, too smart is not my read on that guy.
1: All right. That was my favorite line as well, dude. That was so like hashtag on the nose.
0: It was perfect. Delivery was great. The line was well-timed. I was laughing and laughing. It was almost one of those, I got to pause because I was laughing about it so much.
1: Okay, so I was really pretty surprised that he didn't have some way to locate the his button out in the woods. Like I thought he would have like he a, system, a locator locator. A locator locator, yeah. He needed like a what is that, like a low jack on his
0: <laughs> right.
1: on his uh locator. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, but I was surprised because I don't know. I thought he would have had like a system in place. He seems more like the kind of guy who would. So I was surprised at that. And then I was really surprised when he got yanked up out of his boot.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, you know, if he would have found it right away, he'd been okay. But he is, is like I mentioned, his gift is with the talking and the thinking. It's not so much with the physical doing, right? And this was, this turned into searching for something in the dark without any aid. You know, right?
1: Right. I agree. So well, so then I can only assume he's also going to be locked up in the brig. Yeah, I assume that Bram has a has a fair shot of being snagged. Which again leaves only
0: it that,
1: Charles and the Greyster. See
0: that makes a lot of sense because he's the other adult in the house, and you know,
1: yeah, you have to. That's
0: how that kind of shit works in those environments. Like if if they're if they're all rotten, chances are you are too. That kind of thing.
1: Right? It makes sense. Yes, you're right. That as soon as they were put in the brig, they would have gone searching for Snyder at that point. Yeah, and he would. Have, some guy at the gate would have said. He was replacing the agricultural stuff. They would have said, "Hector." Right,
0: I thought he had a lot of trials. That's with not him.
1: a thing. Gosh, freaking idiot!
0: <laughs> All well, right. Well,
1: that shoe's going to come back to to tell the story.
0: You or, know who's not she... an idiot is Broussard.
1: Nope he did he he did a decent job this episode. Showing that you know he really he he has the chops. I mean, we know he does, you guys. I mean, for all of our fellow Colony listeners, I mean, we're not foolish. When you put him up against Snyder, you know, I, we just like Snyder because he's like sassy. I we know Broussard. He he's more just like a steady. He's a constant, but that's not as fun, you know. It's more fun to go with the more volatile guy in this case, right? I also we appreciate like a bad boy. I
0: also appreciate Broussard's very like business like consummate professional approach to this kind of thing. You know what I mean?
1: I do too. I I'm a little concerned though, not unlike our Will, that they did some stuff here that I feel like they didn't write to Broussard's character as authentically as I feel they should have. How so? So, all right, let's just get right into this broken trust conversation. Okay. All right. So, Doctor D claims that you know she doesn't actually know where the camp is located. Go locate the the uh, colony's version of Otto, the bus driver, uh, to tell them the coordinates. Right? He's the only one who's got the map quest uh, info. And so, cool. Okay, fine. Now, Broussard <sighs> obviously gets his hackles up. Which is totally fair because she never said she didn't know where the camp
0: was. Again, you spend all this time together and nobody's talking about what we're actually doing.
1: Okay. And then we have that super awkward section where, you know, they're sort of like, and I know this is a little out of order, but it doesn't matter. He, she is all like, you know, you never asked. And she, and he's like, I'm asking now. And then she goes,
0: how dare you? Exactly.
1: Exactly nonsense nonsense writing you guys (laughs) that's nonsense because i mean stupid it's time wasting stupid (laughs) i I hate that stuff it didn't do anything all right so then we find Otto, the bus driver we're hanging out with him for two seconds immediately broussard he is savvy he's always 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 checking his six right
0: yeah oh yeah
1: and the birds fly we all know freak Something's going on. Freak out. Everybody freak out. And that bus driver immediately gets
0: shot in the chest. He's down. He's out. Broussard is like running in this this case. And uh, I thought that we were dealing with maybe a small team of gray hats here because they were coordinated. They were wearing gray suits, at least the one that we saw. Mm -hmm. And there was that shot That took out the bus driver, I thought, came from above. And when they were fleeing, uh, they were chasing, they were following a guy on the ground. So that just kind of makes sense to me that this wouldn't be just like one super guy that was just bouncing all over the place.
1: And the way that our bus hookup got killed was like... A human way to get killed, like as opposed to being obliterated.
0: Yes, right. You know, I yeah. mean he
1: didn't he didn't get that, he didn't get the um just, the fall leave treatment where he just right. floated into tr- you know, the sky. No. So, okay. Then what did you think about this scene where I mean Roussard was very, very fair to accuse her that this was like a trap because she didn't seem overly riled about that whole thing. She she was, like, middle of the road on that. She didn't seem freaked out. But when they got to this raft, she seemed very out of her element. And she was like, oh, it's cold. And she suddenly gets, like, super girly and weird, even though they've been, like, walking for forever, right? And he's like, you're in good shape, which I kind of thought was, like, a funny comment because it was, a little, it was a little sassy, like, a little, I don't know. Like, I couldn't help but notice your figure. <laughs> you seem to be in good shape, you know, that kind of thing. But... I thought it was funny when he was like, you know, as long as basically you won't get hypothermia if blah, blah, blah. And she's and she like asks a follow up and he's like he she says something like probably like a question mark. And he, she's like, he says, well, you, aren't, you know, you're the doctor kind of thing. And I was like, I mean, simultaneously, I was looking at you and going like, she's the doctor. Why is he telling her what causes hypothermia? I mean, was Good that point. like really unbelievable? Like, come on. How could she really be a doctor? and suddenly have amnesia as to what causes hypothermia or how you would what the precautions would be against hypothermia Uh,
0: I mean it makes sense that he would know special forces get all that kind of training it's Um, not about
1: him knowing he should know but does she act like that probably (laughs) why what is this? Hypothermal? We have? Well,
0: Maybe she overstated her docterness. Maybe she was. Uh, I think she's
1: really the person who comes in and takes your vitals.
0: She's a physician's assistant?
1: No, just the monkey person who comes in, you know, eight times a night if you're trying to sleep. Oh, right. And just is like, I'm here to take your temperature and your blood pressure. And that's it. That's what they do. That's all they do. And your pulse ox. That's it. And then they leave.
0: Or maybe she's a pharmacist. She knew the drugs. She did know the tested. drugs.
1: She did know. I but see, I even give farm. Phar- that's even too high. Maybe she's like the checkout girl at CVS, oh, and she's seen tech. the medication.
0: Yeah.
1: No, no, just I, she's a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> now she's a stalker at CVS. I'm pretty
0: sure the pharmacy people stock the drugs. They don't oh, just what? like call in the stock boys to stock the medication. No, <laughs>
1: not it. She's like the checkout girl. Like she's the one who's like, "What's your last name?" Daily. Okay, and then she like gives it to you and she just read it. And one time she was like, what's this for, Mr. Phillips? And then he's like, oh, it's for my colitis. What was it? Crohn's or something. I can't remember what that particular medication was. I think it
0: was Crohn's.
1: So, yeah, I don't know. The, The whole thing seemed very off. And then we had this bookend strangeness of this warm up fire. And she is just wandering around. Sort of picking up wood, but she's like uh, away from where the the sticks would be because she's not really in the wooded area at the yeah, moment. Yeah, she's
0: pretty well on the path.
1: Yeah, it's not the best place to find the sticks.
0: That's not. generally cleared off. Yeah.
1: yeah, which is kind of odd, but sure. And she finds this whole crate full of leaflets about new Seattle. New and improved.
0: Yep. Two things I thought of right away were the uh leaflet droppings in uh World War II and of course the airdrop, the mysterious airdrop, the Dharma drop from Lost, Carlton Cuse, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I love love that little those little connections there, Paul. Yeah, You're super smart. Mm. I would also like to bring up The Walking Dead and Cheermanus.
0: Yeah, there was something about advertising Seattle, which we're all kind of agreeing in one way or the other is not real. It is it is not what they're saying it is.
1: Right. It's not right. It's not that it's not real, but it's not what they – right. They're not. It's a false advertising situation. And so you're dr- going to get there, and it's going to be a timeshare discussion. So with high pressure.
0: The purpose of these leaflets is it conceivably to drive people. Outside the walls towards Seattle. Maybe. I mean, I was kind
1: of thinking that. Maybe that's a possibility. The hosts
0: have been going through human beings like crazy, right? So I guess they're willing to accept... Uh, People didn't make the cut the first time around. That's
1: the reason why there were terminus flyers, right? Was to bring in fresh meat.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Literally fresh meat. So, all right, then. The oddest part of that whole portion was that I thought that when Broussard was holding it and he just basically glanced at it and then immediately tossed it in the fire, I would have spent a lot more time staring at it. I, I did get a chance to note that it did say the Emerald City, which we had that scene where we were calling it like hey that kind of looks like an emerald city back at that you know mm-hmm. glowing city so interesting that they were calling it the emerald city right on it um but i i just thought it was weird i mean it it seems like the kind of thing you'd put in your back pocket because you don't really know who you're going to come across and like i mean he did kind of mention the the thing about the family remember he was like was it with a family to the bus driver guy to the bus dweller dude and so it's like it's sort of in his head that he's going to run across the bowman's again it it seems like you might want to show that to will i don't know i mean or katie there she's he's connected with katie more
0: it's funny you bring up the uh the alien structure uh from another from the other episode and how uninterested he was in that and he's uninterested in this it's like he's the, it's like he's just keeping keeping to the mission, no distractions, and uh it again another lost connection. It reminds me of when they find the Dharma tape, the first film, right? And Locke is like, Locke and Mister Echo are like, we need to watch that again. And Jack watches it once, and he's like, I don't ever need to see that again. You know what I mean?
1: Mm, okay, all right.
0: So, so he's a little more so Jack like. Okay, it's it just. Uh,
1: for all of our lost lovers, if you guys can make that connection, tell us what do you think about that?
0: Jack was the man of science, the guy in charge, and it just didn't have time for extra shit. I guess he didn't didn't he wasn't there to solve a mystery, right?
1: I guess so. And that
0: seems to be what Broussard's only mystery is: how do I stay alive today? Right.
1: I guess I don't actually know 100% what exactly I mean I think he I think he was trying to follow up on the Gauntlet and the resistance uh you know movement here but you're right that I don't actually know what his end goal really is right now you know mm-hmm. getting to the camp getting and but just getting to that next step now this part when they actually get to the woods and they get to the shoe that we all can recognize as Uncle Alan's. What did you think?
0: It took me a second to piece it together because um, they they reveal slowly that the shoe looks like it's been there longer than a night and the camp itself is empty and it's all shot up. So, So I had been making a mental connection earlier that when they were saying that they couldn't reach the camp, maybe it had something to do with the rap, you know, uh, maybe there was some sort of EMP that was involved when he was turned on that.
1: Oh, I, I like all that. You
0: know, kind of screwed up the radio or something like that. And in fact, now, now it's cause no one's there. And when we've actually experienced a, a time jump.
1: I, I feel so weird about the time jump part because obviously, I mean, they bothered to show us a landmark of where they were with the Golden Gate Bridge, so we knew that they were only that far up into California. We know they have to get
0: much further, like I don't know, four times again. However, the far they went how, to get well, to Seattle,
1: yes, but but the camp's not at Seattle.
0: No, so but how, it must be close enough that they have this train that they can just true. send. It.
1: Very true. So it it did make me wonder, like, how far did they have to go? And I mean, the only reason why that would be somewhat helpful is because it would give us an indicator of how much time had passed. If we had, you know, if they had to go a 1000 miles, or if they had to go a 100 miles, we'd have a pretty good idea of how much time had passed. You know, Paul made the comment, it wasn't years. And I was like, what? Like, was that even on the table that it was years? I'm not ready for it to be years that have gone by. Um, but I really don't have any good idea of how much time could have passed.
0: I, I wasn't, I wasn't thrown. Um, you know, we watch Westworld. I've, I've, uh, I'm roughly aware of what's going on on fear of the walking dead who just had a major time jump. They're not, they're going to fill in some of the, the intervening part, but they're, but they're basically picking up the story later than
1: such a waste of that spinoff.
0: Actually, you'd like it. No, no, no. Because you like I, Garrett Dillahunt. No, here's and, the
1: deal. I totally do. But here's the thing. It's just that I wanted Fear the Walking Dead to fill in what happened before. Right? Yeah. And so it was just such a bummer waste of that. Anyway, I don't want to get into Fear because we am quite covering it for a specific reason. But,
0: but I'm seen, excited
1: that it's rebirth.
0: I've seen Time Jumps. On TV. And so now I'm less like,
1: what's going on? Well, I didn't feel like what's going on. I just felt like I said, at the beginning of this episode, we picked up exactly where we left off, which felt like we could have moved past that point. So that seemed too slow. Like we should have been. A month later or something you know mm-hmm. where more could have happened for them to finally decide they're going to destroy this rap and blah 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 so i was kind of surprised that it was such a slow burn throughout the entire camp scene it was like a very short period of time and then for us to jump forward now in any amount of time seemed like oh gosh it felt jarring to me like okay all right And I can't say that it necessarily seemed like it didn't make me like sit up tall in my chair like, oh, like what happened? What happened? It was more like, okay, like, why did they do this? And did they do this because we're so uncertain about a next season? You know, is this is this like one of those things where they allowed a bunch of creative freedom here by just like abandoning the timeline?
0: I don't think you get away with with not having the Bowmans fill in that missing time.
1: I see, then that's a good question though. Because what's the point of a time jump if you're gonna spend the next episode filling it in? That's a waste of everyone's Well, eventually
0: time. maybe you catch up, but
1: No, but there's no time for that, I don't think. <clears throat> like if they're gonna push us forward in time, then for whatever reason, the story is in the future. So we gotta get closer to that to where the story next plot point is. So we I don't we can't spend a lot of time filling in the blank or else that was just Almost like a stunt to then have to just twist a little bit the way the story was told. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, we'll just have to watch the next screener tonight, I guess.
1: (laughs) I'm excited. And you know what I'm most excited about what we get to do tonight?
0: um we get to have colony radio with our friends
1: that is my most fun time so if you guys listen to colony i know you guys will listen to this podcast after colony radio comes out because we are on right after the episode airs so while you won't catch this one we do uh, encourage you the following week that as soon as you are done listening to colony you get up on so many shows.com and hit up tv talk and listen in because we have had all kinds of cool things we've interviewed uh the actress uh hannah levine i hear tale that old tori kittle might even be calling in tonight so let's just wait and see
0: what a treat
1: i know that would be amazing right so
0: he's so good with the fans it's
1: he is they all are it's
0: if you if you've asked to friend him on facebook he will
1: and so great. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and, and, and he's a really good guy. I mean, I know, like I said earlier in this in this episode, but we've said many times, Broussard as a character is fantastic. Tori Kittles is a super attractive guy with great acting chops and all that. Um, it's all more about the like he is such a consistent character that sometimes it's just fun to. To root for the more underdog scrappy guy that that is Snyder. So um, Mm -hmm. since they decided to somehow be, um, you know, like you either have to like one or the other, even though that it never had to be that way, you know, Um, it's it's, you know, we fell on team Snyder side. Just for, the, just for the the, kooky unpredictableness.
0: Let me leave you with a closing thought here, carrie Oh, I want
1: to hear a closing thought.
0: The same guy that played Craterface also played the uh, gang leader Balmudo in Grease 2. What? Although that gang was the Cycle Lords.
1: <laughs> Would you rather belong to the Scorpions? Or the cycle lords. Scorpions. Definitely scorpions for me, too. And on that note, thank you.
0: Thanks. Catch us on iTunes or your preferred podcast software, our website, dailyreview.com, that's D-A-L-E-Y review.com, Facebook or Twitter, or wherever you find us, please leave us a comment and a rating to let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for listening, pot people. Thanks for listening to my mom and dad. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Just go home,
1: folks.